I say good morning again and welcome. We're so glad that each and every one of you guys are joining us this morning. We're in week three of a series we've titled Pray First. And um, we're also happens to be two weeks into our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so for those of you guys that have been joining us, come on now. We're rounding the bend here. We've got one more week to go. Don't throw in the towel. Here's what I believe. I believe this last week, breakthrough and alignment is happening on a supernatural pace. Amen. If we don't quit, don't give up early, keep pressing through. We're laying the foundation and the groundwork for everything that God and His Spirit is going to do in our lives in this entire year. Amen? And in case you guys are just joining us or maybe you haven't been with us the last few weeks, we are on this journey the entire month to draw closer to God. And more importantly, to learn how we can spend time with him, specifically when it comes to prayer and how this all works. And so we're also taking some time to disconnect from the world and find some ways to connect more with God as, as that's what the fasting's all about. But in case you've been uh, gone or haven't joined us, just a real quick recap of where we've been in this series. Week one was more of God. We talked about how God has more for you in 20. 20- God has alignment for us, and uh, that is specifically the word that God has placed on my heart, both personally and I believe corporately as a church body, that God is bringing supernatural alignment in our lives, and um, we're sensing a strong move of that. We're, Eric and I are sensing that. Uh, others on our staff and even on our team and people we've talked to these last two weeks are sensing that God is up to something. He's moving and shifting, and we're just trying to partner with him and not get in his way. Amen. Funny story on that word alignment, though. Uh, this week, uh, I think it was Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, I was with the boys and we were picking up Ella from ballet and we're driving home. And I noticed that the car in front of us had one of those custom license plates. And I kind of zoomed in a little bit closer. It was dark, so it was hard to see. I looked a little bit more intently and I saw the letters A L I G N. And for those of you guys that don't know what that is, it spelled a line. I literally laughed. A lot. I go, I go, kids, look. And Ella goes, Dad, it says a line. That's your word. And I was like, Lord, loud and clear. I got you, man, right? Now, this dude was probably orthodontist, but God used through him, all right? So I don't, I don't know. Uh, Ella's got braces. Maybe it was her orthodontist. I'm not sure. God can use anything to speak to us, amen? So week one, more of God. Week two, the posture of prayer, right? We learned that our posture impacts our communication with God. And Pastor Erica did a phenomenal job last week talking about some of the different postures of prayer, right? Um, She talked about the posture of a beloved, that we need to approach God knowing that we're loved by him, right? We talked about the posture of, of being an obedient child and follower, having a posture where it's like, God, not my will, but your will be done, right? The posture of faith in the word, that we can believe and trust in God's word when we pray, when we come to him. And then last of victory, I see my wife coming with the mic here. So the boss, all right, you, you heard the woman, so, all right. Can you hear me now? Good, all right, here we go. We are, guys, would you pray for our wireless packs and mics? I don't know. It's in the, in the name of Jesus. It's going to come under that name. Amen. We're going to figure out what's going on in this room. But um, we talked about the posture of victory, how appropriate, right? That we're on the winning side, that the enemy's already been defeated. So when we pray, we already know that we have the victory. Amen. And so, man, these are great postures. These are all things that can help us pray more. We pray that you guys have been experiencing some of this in your personal prayer times with the Lord and putting some of this to practice. But today, I believe that the Lord wants to continue to build our faith in how we pray. 
and confidence too. Uh, the title of my message today, if you're taking notes, is The Power of Prayer. Everyone say power. The power of prayer. That's what we're talking about today, and we're going to experience his power in prayer. Would you go to the Lord in prayer with me as we prepare our hearts and minds to receive from him this morning? Heavenly Father, we love you so much, and we just thank you for your word today. We thank you for your presence with us. We thank you, Lord, that you desire to spend time with us. You desire to hear from us. You, you've encouraged us to pray bold prayers, Lord God, and all of heaven's power wants to back those and see those come to pass. And so, Father, show us through your word and build our faith and our confidence this morning so we can pray bold, confident prayers that touch heaven and change our situation here on earth. And may the, all the power of the Lord be backing what we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody agreed, said, amen. So the power of prayer. We need to talk about that, all right? And we're going to talk about the power of prayer. I said it for, in week one, but I still believe it today. I believe prayer is the most underrated, misunderstood things that God has ever given the church, right? Like, and I believe that most people know that they should pray, and they actually have a desire to pray. But oftentimes it's because we don't know what to do or we don't understand the power behind what happens when we pray. And so today, I pray that the Lord is going to clear some of that up for us. Uh, this month, as I've been reading in God's Word and praying along in the 21 days of prayer, prayer and fasting, I've also been reading uh, a new book I picked up by Pastor Chris Hodges called Pray First. And uh, if you're looking for a little tangent to kind of keep this going even beyond January, making prayer a focus, I really encourage it. Well-written book. It's called Pray First, hence the title of our series. Uh, that's where we got that from. But I love Pastor Chris's take on the power of prayer. In, in one of his chapters, he says this. He says, the most powerful force on earth is not nuclear, it's not atomic, it's not military-based, it's not government-led. The most powerful force on earth is God's power in answer to the prayers of his people. Come on, somebody. It is not bombs, it's not war, foreign armies, it's not government-led. The power, the most powerful thing on this earth is God's power moving in response when we open up our mouth and pray. Come on, somebody. And sometimes we can shout about that, but like, if we're honest, like, I don't feel that power when I pray, and I don't experience that. We're going to talk about that and how we can do that. But God has always been about prayer. He's challenged his people from very long ago, and he's still encouraging us and challenging us today to do something and to pray. He says in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, he says, if, everyone say if, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then, everyone say then, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. It's an if-then proposition from God Almighty in heaven. If my people what? Pray. Then I'm going to hear, and I'm going to go to work, and I'm going to back that. I'm going to do some awesome stuff, right? I believe God's heart this morning is to stir our hearts to have more faith and more confidence and more boldness in the power behind our prayers. Because when we know that God's power will show up when we pray, how many of you guys know you're going to be more inclined to want to pray and want to pray more often when we believe that God goes to work when we actually open up our mouth. And so for the remainder of our time together, I want to go on a quick study here. I want to look at three examples of the power of prayer in God's Word. We're going to look at three different examples of the power of prayer and what prayer can do in our lives. You guys ready? First one is this, number one, Jesus, all right? How many of you guys know Jesus is our example? 
He's our model, and so I thought there'd be no better person to kick this off with than looking at him and his life, amen? And Jesus understood and experienced the power of prayer so much. For those of you guys aren't familiar or uh, up, up to speed on kind of how Jesus' ministry even started, I want to kind of go over uh, some of those details, but here's the deal. I think prayer doesn't get enough credit when we look at the ministry of Jesus. We look at the signs, we look at the wonders, we look at the healings, we look at all of that. But behind all of that is a personal relationship with the Father like none other. And there is hours upon hours of prayer before the power shows up, right? And so the Gospels of Matthew and Luke are the two primary Gospels that give us a lot of the details of how Jesus' ministry kind of got started, if you want to go back and look at that in the beginning of those. But I'll summarize it for you real quick. Jesus' ministry started with baptism. John the Baptist baptized him in the Jordan. He got baptized in water, and then after he came out, the Spirit ascended on him like a dove. He got filled with the Holy Spirit. He was baptized in water, and he was baptized in the Spirit. And then instead of like going, kicking down doors and healing everybody, guess what? He went into a period of 20, or not 21, he, 40 days of prayer and fasting. The Spirit led him to the desert to spend time with the Lord, and the enemy came, Satan came to tempt him. He went through a, a proving, a testing, a trial period where he had to empty himself of himself. And I, I, when I hear 40 days with no food, like, I get a little anxious. I don't know about you guys. Like, some of us can't go 40 minutes without food. You know what I'm saying? It's like 40 days. The Bible says right after that, he was hungry. Well, no kidding, right? I was like, that is like a John Madden quote in the Bible. It's like, what? He's got to put the ball across the, you know, say, it's like, yes, he does. That's called the touchdown, right? So anyway, sorry, I'm getting on my football stuff already because you're all wearing your lion stuff and freaking me out, all right? It's all right. So here we go. So Jesus gets led in the desert. He has an intense 40 days of prayer and fasting and seeking God. He, the enemy comes to him at the end of that side note. This isn't really for my message, but I believe it's for some of us today. I really felt impressed on this. Oftentimes, the enemy will come with temptation after a very spiritual high season in your life, okay? So we pray, and we are victorious in Christ. We don't have to be afraid of the enemy. He's been defeated, but no, he's sneaky, and he's crafty. And so you're like, oh, man, I'm doing these 21 days of prayer and fasting, and just know he's lying on day 22, and he's trying to set up that internet side. He's trying to set up that fight with your spouse. He's trying to mess with you. And he's already trying to line and attack to get you off your rocker and get you off your faith. And so just know that, hey, if it happened to Jesus, we're not immune to it. But let's be ready for it. Amen? Let's come out and we're going to see the result of what Jesus did because of his time with the Lord. The next detail given to us about Jesus' start of his ministry is huge. And it's found in Luke chapter 4, verse 14. In that passage of scripture, it says, Then Jesus returned in the, say it with me, power of the Spirit. Then Jesus returned and went out in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and the news of him went throughout all the surrounding reason. So after praying and fasting for 40 days, after resisting the devil, Jesus came out, and what the Bible says, the power of the Spirit. Here's a key point for us today to make sure we leave with, and it's this. Prayer opens the door to the power of the Spirit. Prayer opens the door to the power of the Spirit in our life. Now, what is the power of the Spirit? Man, that can sound really churchy and like, okay, what is that? It's power to live and walk in the Spirit, 
to not satisfy the desires, the cravings, the lusts of the flesh. It's, it's power to live in accordance to God's will and God's word, right? To do God's plan for our life. The power of the Spirit empowered Jesus to go on a specific mission and ministry that God had called him to. He wouldn't have been able to do it without the power of the Spirit. The power of the Spirit help, helps us be used by God to minister to those that we're called to minister to. I don't know about you guys, but I want to be moved and led by the power of the Spirit this year in a greater way. Amen? I don't want to just play church or be a, try to be a good Christian. I mean, I want to be who God created me to be. I want to do what he created me to do. And I believe we all have that hunger and that desire. We need the power of the Spirit in every area of our life, in our relationships, right? On the job, in our families, with our kids, in our schools, in our businesses. Our community needs the power of the Spirit. Amen. Our culture needs the power of the Spirit. So your neighbor, somebody's neighbor needs the power of the Spirit operating in your life. And prayer is key to this, right? I love what this quote from Watchman Nee says, our prayers lay the track which God's power can come. Like a mighty locomotive, his power is irresistible, but it cannot reach us without rails. Prayer lays the track on which God's power can move through our prayers. Amen? It puts down the rails. And God's power is like a mighty locomotive. Everyone say, all aboard! Come on now. It comes out of me in random times all throughout the year. But we want that train. But how many of you guys know trains don't go off-roading? I haven't seen anybody train coming through the mountains and all that. No, they got to have a rail and a track. And what lays that for God's power to get to us and through us? It is prayer. There is so much power when we open our mouth and pray. God has a way. He has a track to move. Amen. And so, man, let's not be ashamed. Let's not be timid about prayer. Let's know that, man, there's power in our prayers. And if we want to come out in the power of the Spirit this year and be used by God in mighty ways, then it starts on our hands and knees in prayer and communication with our God. Amen. So that's the first example from Jesus. The second thing I want to look at, the second example is in the lives of the early church. The believers in the early church demonstrate this for us. There's a really powerful account of one of the first kind of prayer gatherings and prayer meetings post the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, the first one after that. It's actually in Acts chapter 4. And we're going to go over to Acts chapter 4 in just a second here. We're going to read quite a few verses in verse 23 through 31. But before we do that, I want to give you guys just kind of the background and the context of what's happening before we read those verses. So Peter and John, they're on their way to the temple, and they see a lame man on the wall, and he's like, hey, give me money. He's like, silver and gold I don't have, but on the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. And so they heal this dude, and people start going nuts. They're like, this guy's been lame. These guys just healed him by the power of the name of Jesus. What's going on? People start getting saved, and it says it it started spreading so crazy that about 5,000 people were added to their number. 5,000 people put their faith in Jesus over this this one healing and miracle. Powerful stuff. And so people are making a big deal about it, but how many of you guys know the religious leaders don't like that? And so they arrest Peter and John, and they bring them before the Jewish council, and the Jewish council's like, you know what, we're fine with you guys, just stop preaching in the name of Jesus. How many of you guys know they did not listen? They said, we can do all this, you keep us in jail, but we ain't not stopping preaching in the name of Jesus. That's all we got, right? There is no name above the name of Jesus. We were singing about it this morning, Amen. And so they say no, and then the people are just magnifying God and praising God for all the things he's doing. And so they're like, gosh, what do we do? So they actually just let the guys go. They let John, uh, Peter, and, uh, John, Peter and John go. And um, 
It's interesting what happens next. Instead of Peter and John complaining or whining about how mistreated or misunderstood they were about this whole situation, they go back to their power source of prayer. And this is where we pick up in Acts chapter 4, verse 23 through 31. Let's read it together. It says, And being let go, they, Peter and John, went to their own companions, the other believers, early church disciples, and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they had heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord. They started praying in one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is within them, who made the mouth of your servant David, have said, why did the nations rage and and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. Verse 27, for truly against your holy servant Jesus whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before them to be done. Verse 29, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they are assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. There's a lot going on in this passage of Scripture here. This is a holy prayer gathering of early church believers, men and women just like you and I, that put their faith and trust in Jesus. Let's talk about a few things we see in here. The first thing I see is that powerful prayers are unified. Powerful prayers are unified. Did you catch that? It said that when they all came together, they together raised their voice with one accord, right? There's something about when we come together unified, if you could say it another way, aligned, hello, Uh, together into one purpose and we begin to go in that same direction, God knows that amazing things can happen and God's power begins to show up. This is also known as something called the prayer of agreement, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit in a few minutes here. But basically they all begin agreeing on what they are desiring for God to do. And guess what? He shows up and he does it. Amen? The other thing we really, really cool we see about prayer that we learn here is that they, uh, powerful prayers are scriptural. Powerful prayers are Bible-based, word-based, right? I don't know if you guys caught it, but in the middle of that passage there, they start to quote an Old Testament scripture. In Psalm chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, they, say, they actually quote word for word what the psalmist David said in that psalm. So they pray the word of God, which is really appropriate for their situation, how, how mistreated they've been and how persecuted they're being in that moment. And so, man, they start doing that. Why is it so powerful to pray scripture in our prayers? Because when we pray God's word, his word works, amen? We see in Jeremiah chapter, 21, or chapter 1, verse 12, in the Amplified Classic, it says, Then said the Lord to me, You have seen well, for I am alert and I am active, watching over my word to perform it. you got to know the Father in heaven that you serve, that he is not lazy, he's not unattentive, he is active and he is alert and he is leaned in, and he is listening to every prayer we pray, and he's listening for his word. He's watching over his word, because when he sees and hears his word, he does it. Amen? He is bound by it. He's a man of his word that he would not lie, and he would not turn against it. And so when he hears his word, he's like, I'm on it. His power is on it, right? It's powerful when we pray God's word. And so as you're growing in your confidence with prayer in this year and in this series, remember to 
get the word of God in you. Spend time in God's word and memorize it, meditate on it, and let it come out of your mouth when you pray because God goes to work on it. The other really cool thing about praying the word is it gives us confidence. I don't know about you guys, but I'm always growing in my confidence in my relationship with the Lord and growing in confidence in prayer. Prayer can be very intimidating, right? That's what the enemy does. He just makes it confusing or intimidating so we don't do it because he knows the power behind it, right? But we can have confidence when we pray God's word. My go-to verse is always 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. I was talking about this uh, with the GRIP uh, prayer basics uh, class this week, but it's so good it's worth mentioning again because we weren't all there at the class. It says, now this is the confidence. Everyone say confidence. You can have confidence. This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And then it goes on in verse 15, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. When we pray and we ask anything according to his will, well, you know, you can't know the will of God. God's will is God's word. Amen? He already revealed it to us. He already signed it with his son's blood. It's done. It is forever settled in heaven. It's eternal. Earth will pass away. Humanity and our flesh and our earth body will pass away. But by no means will his word ever pass away. Come on. His word is his will. So when we pray his word, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, that means he's not deaf. He actually heard it. And he's a good father and he wants to do what he heard. And he watches over his word to perform it. So when we pray his word, he says, let me add it. All of heaven backs that prayer. Come on, there is power in prayer. Everyone say power. We want to pray powerful prayers. And so what happens as a result of all these early believers praying this way? We heard it, but I want to read it one more time. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they're assembled together was shaken. Come on. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to spoke the word of God with boldness. Here's a key point for prayer. Prayer has the power to shake things up. Prayer has the power to shake things up in our life, amen? To do the impossible, to move mountains that seem immovable, to to do the miraculous. Prayer has the power to shake things up. And here's the deal. I don't know what you're going through, but I know the one that knows what you're going through, all right? I know the one that has given us his word. I know the one that says, man, my prayer and my power can shake things up. Maybe you're here today and your marriage is going through it right now and it's not in the healthiest place. Know this, prayer can shake things up. Come on, somebody. Maybe your finances are in a hot mess right now and you have no clue how you're going to get out of this rut or out of this hole or pay that bill. Here's what I know. Prayer can shake things up. Maybe you're dealing with an issue with a family member, a friend, or a a child that you're really struggling with and you're not really sure what to do. Here's what I know. Prayer can shake things up. Maybe you're feeling distant from God. Burn out. So far away, so distant. Here's what I know. Prayer can shake things out. Maybe you're feeling lost, scared, don't know what to do. Prayer can shake things up. And maybe you're looking at this world outside your window and looking at the culture and all the crazy things that are going on. You're like, what on earth is going on? Here's what I know. Prayer can shake things up. Come on, somebody. Shoot, I could go on all, so, uh, I could go on all day. Maybe the Detroit Lions hadn't won a playoff game in 32 years. Prayer shook things up. Come on, last weekend. You all fired up again today. No, again, love you guys, right? 
God's power may have been delayed, but it was not denied. Come on, somebody, right? You know there's some woman praying for the lions. You guys are praying for the lions today, right? I got no scripture for you, but come on. God's a good God, and delight myself in him. Give me the desires of my heart. I desire to go to the Super Bowl. I desire to win. Come on, somebody, right? We're just trying to make God's word say something today. Come on. May the best person and team win. Amen? No matter what you're facing today, there is power in God when we pray to shake things up, to turn things upside down, to to do something, amen? And our job is simply to pray. It's God's job that does the shaking, right? He does the shaking. He does the changing. He does the miracle. He does the healing. He does the financial breakthrough. Come on, somebody. We just need to pray, and God does the rest, amen? Let's shake some stuff up this year, Alive Family Church, amen? You guys ready to shake some stuff up with prayer? Come on, to move our community to draw them in with the love of Christ, to to see people one to the Lord, to to come back to church, to get their family back in the house of God, to to raise up next generations that are on fire for him. Come on, it's time to shake some things up, amen? It happens by prayer. So that's the second thing we see about power prayer. The third place that we can experience the power prayer is number three, you and I. Now some people are like, yeah, I I love those first two points, but ah, you lost me on this one because you don't know my prayer life. It's, it's not that great, and it's not that cool, and it doesn't sound awesome, and I don't pray for hours, and I don't, I don't do it right. Do I fold my hands? Do I hold it? Do I kneel? Do I stand? Do I have my eyes open? Do I peek? Do I squeeze the person's hand next to me really hard when we're group praying? Like, do I say, Father, 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 or like, whatever, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. How do I do it right? Like, let's be honest. Like, we, we kind of struggle with this a little bit, but we shouldn't, because here's the deal. The power of prayer wasn't just for Jesus, And the power of prayer wasn't just for the early believers. God wants us to all leave this morning knowing that the power of prayer is for you and for I this morning. Amen? That God wants to work in us and through us. One of my favorite scriptures about prayer is found in James chapter 5, verse 16. I'll read it out of the Amplified Translation. It says, The earnest, heartfelt, Continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. There's a lot of powerful words in there. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous person, of a righteous man or woman, makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. If you dive a little bit deeper into James 5.16 and do some word studies, you'll, you'll learn and you'll come to find out that the word power used in the scripture comes from the Greek word dunamis. And it's translated power, inherent ability, capability, ability to perform anything. The ability to perform or do anything. That kind of power is produced when we pray earnestly and fervently. From the word dunamis, we get the words dynamo, which generates power. We get the word dynamite, which is referring to the explosive. So this isn't some mamsy-pamsy power that we're talking about when we open, oh, Lord, bless this person, right? And it's like a little sprinkle of power, right? It's like, like it's explosive. It it shakes things up. The ground where the disciples were praying was literally shaking. God got there, and they're filled with the Holy Spirit. There is power when we pray. We may not see it or even feel it sometimes, but we're not led by our feelings, and we're not led by what we see with our natural eye. We serve a a supernatural God, amen? And if he said that that kind of power is produced when we pray, we must believe it and receive it. Come on. 
and let it work in our lives. I think God's trying to make it clear to us that, man, there's some serious power that's unleashed when we simply pray fervent, bold, heartfelt prayers. Amen? Key point for us to take away in all this is simply that prayer makes tremendous power available. You gotta, you gotta wrestle with that and you gotta settle that down in your own heart that prayer makes tremendous power available. And guys, I, I'll be the first to testify of this. I've seen the power of prayer in my life firsthand. I've seen it in so many different capacities in so many different ways. The first and the biggest one that, that always will mark me and will forever change me are, are the heartfelt, earnest prayers of the beautiful woman sitting on the front row this morning. Because without those prayers, I would not be here today. I would not do, be doing what I'm doing. I would not be serving God practically. But because somebody with faith has said, I, I think God's got more for Eric Giso, in a season where I was going further away from the Lord, she hit her knees and went and prayed some bold prayers. And praise God, I'm a pastor today. If you would have known me before Bible school, come on now. You'd be like, I don't know. You might be able to fill the hoop with the ball a little bit and maybe run a nice little business and crunch the numbers and make a good life with the 401K. But I don't know. He might not be able to change anybody's life. Praise God. But God. Amen. But prayer. I've seen the prayers of intercession literally change my family tree. From years ago, when my brother was in the darkest spot of his life, in jail, turns to Jesus and gets saved in his jail cell, and goes on, and God turns his life around, and it, it, it's like a trickle effect, a ripple effect of salvation in my family tree. But I remember praying so heartfeltly and believing God's word that God's heart was that he wanted no one to perish, but even my brother to come to the saving knowledge of him. Come on. When it looked impossible, God said, perfect, easy for me. My power is available, right? And I've seen prayers of faith that have brought in supernatural provision. I've seen prayers of faith that have healed physical bodies. I've seen prayers of faith that have moved mountains. I've seen drunk people literally sober up in my presence when we prayed for them down on spring break as a college student in the power of Jesus. I've seen barren, we've seen barren wombs become fertile, alive family church. Come on somebody. God's in it for families. We've seen God do supernatural things. We've seen God bring peace to so many who are suffering in the toughest times through prayer. Not because we're sweet or we're awesome or we got anything to offer because God in heaven loves when his people pray because it gives him a track where his power can move into that situation, into that life, into that heart. How many of you guys know there is nothing impossible for God? There is nothing impossible. And so, man, we have the opportunity every single day to get God's dynamite, dunamis power in our lives, in our families, in our situations. And that's the kind of power that will change things forever. Amen. And as you guys know, prayer in its simplest form is just two-way communication to God. It's talking to God and listening to God, right? We talked about that. But we also have to remember there's, there's an element of prayer that's fun and exciting. It's the element of asking God for something, right? Asking him for something. I love this quote from John Wesley, who was the leader of the Methodist movement in the 1700s. It always challenges me to pray more and to believe God more. He said this, it seems God is limited by our prayer life that he can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. There's an asking element there. We see in James chapter four, verse three says, yet you do not have because you do not ask, right? 
we have not because we ask not. The great evangelist Billy Graham said, heaven is full of answers which nobody ever bothered to ask. God is loving, he's all powerful, he's all merciful, but he doesn't violate our free will. And so unless we ask him in faith, he's not just sprinkling pixie dust of heaven over us and changing and healing everybody. He is ready and alert, watching over his word to perform it. Let me ready. You know, he ain't sitting on the bench saying, I'm never gonna play. No, he's like at the check-in table, like, and the coach is like, no, 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 not yet. He's like, no, I'm ready. Just somebody throw me the word and I'm in, I'm in on it. He is ready and active, but we have to ask. And the cool thing is he gave us the most powerful name above any name to ask in. There's power when we ask in the name of Jesus. We see this in John chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. It says, Jesus is teaching. He's saying, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it says, I will do it. What do you need in this season? Do you need peace? Well, ask and receive it in the name of Jesus. Do you need wisdom or guidance or direction on something? Ask in the name of Jesus. Do you need health, physical, emotional, mental? Ask in the name of Jesus. Do you need provision? or deliverance from something. Ask in the name of Jesus. You and I can ask God and get his power on our situation. Guys, I don't know about you, this is such good news. This is such good news, right? The power of prayer is for you and I, and God has set it up so beautifully, and it's there for the taking. When we ask in faith, when we ask according to God's will, which is his word, when we ask with the right heart motives, when we ask fervently, and when we ask in the name of Jesus, all of heaven's power says, let's go, let's change something, let's shake it up. Amen? But we have not because we ask not. And the last thing is when we ask together, There's something about that unity and that togetherness of asking. Remember how the early church showed us that that unified, that picture of unified prayer in Acts 4? Well, Jesus spoke about this, and it's often referred to uh, when you teach it as the prayer of agreement. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the prayer of agreement, but where does that come from? It comes from Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Jesus says, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Just takes two. You and one other person. If you agree, if you agree, if you align with it, if you unify heart and body and purpose to that cause, God will hear and he will do. That prayer will touch heaven, but it will also change our condition here on earth. Jesus said, when we do this, I think this is the most underutilized tool in the body of Christ, to agree in prayer. What a promise and what power is promised when we agree together. And so here's what I wanna encourage you guys with. We do this every every Sunday as we wrap up and I'm about to close here, we're gonna pray. And Pastor Eric will come up, but after service, as everybody is dismissed, we always have a member of our prayer team up here. We're gonna have a couple more up here today than normal. And here's the deal. If you're believing God for something, if you need God to move in some way in your life, don't leave God's house and presence without getting the prayer of agreement on that. 
I encourage you to come forth, step out of your comfort zone, maybe come as a couple. And it doesn't have to be long. It's not going to take up the rest of your afternoon. It's simply what are you believing for and what can that prayer partner agree and put their faith on with you? It, it doesn't take more than a minute. But God's power can be released in that situation. And I believe that we're not just going to know about prayer and learn about prayer this series. We're going to begin to experience the power of prayer in our lives. God doesn't want to just do this for the person next to you. He wants to do it for you. Amen? He wants you to be able to testify of what God can do when we simply pray and believe him. Amen? So after service, we'll have a few members up here. And I encourage you, if you're feeling tugged on that, it doesn't, no need too big and no need too small. God cares about every detail of our lives. If you want a touch point of prayer today, to leave in faith knowing that, man, that's been prayed for, my God heard it, and he's on it, then make sure you come down to the front. Amen? But praise God. I hope, hope you guys have been challenged and stirred up. Are you stirred up today to pray? That, man, the prayers aren't wimpy. They're, wimp, they're not wimpy. They're not uh, irrelevant. Come on. It's the way the power of God comes to our situations, to our families, to our relationships, to our, to our world is through prayer. We've seen the power in prayer in the life and ministry of Jesus and that prayer opens the door to the power of spirit in our life. If we need more of God's spirit in our life, we must pray and spend time with the one who gives it. Amen? We've seen that God can move in the early church, that prayer has the power to shake things up. Let's get ready to shake some things up. And we've seen through God's word that God's power can actually work for you and for I, for all of us. And that prayer makes tremendous power available. Guys, prayer is our secret sauce here at Alive. And we're trying to develop and continue to develop a culture of prayer because I believe we'll, we have yet to see what God wants to do in and through us as a body of believers. But when we pray, that track is laid and God's locomotive power is steaming down those rails. Let's continue to lean into this incredible gift of prayer that God has given us. Let's continue to not just know about prayer, or know the scriptures that are addressed about prayer. But let's actually pray and ask God and believe and receive and watch God begin to do some really cool things in our midst. Amen? Would you join me as we go to the Father in prayer and ask for his help and his power in all of this? Heavenly Father, we love you so much. We thank you for your powerful presence in this place. We thank you for encouraging us and stirring us up about the power behind our prayers. It's not us. It's you that lives inside of us. Lord, it's your spirit. It's your word. And it's your hand. And it's your ability to do the impossible. Father God, I praise you. And I thank you, Lord God, that as we pray, and as we spend time with you, that we come out of those times in the power of the spirit. To walk and to flow and to live by the spirit and not our flesh. Lord, I thank you that as we gather together unified and praying word-backed prayers, Bible-backed prayers, Lord God, that you can literally shake up any situation and bring transformation and life change to it. And Father God, we thank you that you want to use us, that you use us as your vessels here on earth. We have not because we ask not, but when we ask and we ask in faith and we ask according to your word and we pray it according to your will, we know that you've heard us. And so, Father God, I pray for supernatural answers coming forth in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you that we will never be the same and power of prayer will be unleashed in our lives and in the lives of those that we care desperately about. Jesus, come and move powerfully. Help us pray and see your power at hand. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Amen. So be it. Praise God.